Hello, everybody, and welcome to podcast number 71. Today, I have with me a stand-up comedian and writer who's written for Newsjack, BBC Radio 4 Extra, and also runs her own podcast, The Amber Phillips Comedy Sketchbook. It is Amber Phillips. Welcome, Amber. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Now, you actually graduated from the University of Kent with a first in French and Spanish. So when did you actually think, oh, let's get into stand-up? <laughs> that is very detailed research. Um, I don't know. I've always enjoyed watching comedy and making people laugh. I've always enjoyed writing. And I just, as I wrote when I was younger, I always tended to lean towards comedy and making people laugh um when we had to sort of make up plays at school and things like that I always wanted to be the funny person I wanted to write the funny lines and get laughs and yeah I used to watch a lot of the students stand up um when I was studying at Kent and I never really had the courage to get involved in it which I kind of regret now I think it was only afterwards I thought actually I should just have a go and just see what happens so I guess that's what happened and you actually went and lived abroad for a while so have you ever actually performed in French or or um, Spanish no I haven't I would really like to I'd love to like do an Eddie Izzard and just do everything in all different languages I think that would be really cool I think some of my languages are a bit rusty now if I'm honest I'd have to go and brush up on them a bit but um yeah it's a really interesting thing about comedy in different languages because it's so much about rhythm and timing and particular sort of cultural nuances I think comedy when I've sort of listened to stand up in French and Spanish or you know watch sitcoms and things in other languages they are different like the timing is different you can't directly translate jokes from English say into French or Spanish because they they just culturally they diverge and the language is different and it just all sounds off so I think that would be a really interesting challenge to write in French or Spanish because I think it it makes you rethink the jokes and you have to kind of get into like a French mindset or a Spanish mindset um to write those jokes because it's it's very very different so but it's hard enough just doing it in English when you're starting out isn't it so I guess uh, yeah (laughs) going with that so when you were younger were you part of a drama group or debating society or anything like that um I was quite shy at school I mean I'm still quite shy I was always a bit of an introvert really but I did used to go to a drama group sort of after school when I was younger and we used to do lots of improv and we never really used to do any scripts it was always improv really and that that was always really good fun I really used to look forward to that every week I think oh yeah we're gonna go and do some more improv and I used to just love making all my friends in the room laugh it was just a room of us being silly really that was always really good fun but yeah I was always like a very quiet person and when, when I started doing stand-up and started telling people about it, they're all really surprised, going, really? You? Like, out of everyone, you, you say nothing, and now you've got everything to say. So it's it's really bizarre. I don't know. It just sort of leapt out of my head. So, and um, so you didn't actually come from an arty family or anything like that. It was just you deciding to do it, which is great. So you actually do do a lot of writing. And like we said earlier, you submitted jokes to news jack and run your own podcast which is the amber sketch pod so the writing came first from what you've been saying rather than the stand-up um so but how would you describe now your comedy style Mm, that's a good question um silly things like a lot it's kind of silly observational comedy really i mean 
my stand-up and my sketches are a little bit different in the sense that I think my sketches are very, very silly. Um, my stand-up is more observational, but there's sort of a crossover between the two. I mean, I guess sort of influence-wise, I've loved like Miranda Hart, um, Monty Python, the two Ronnies, and quite a lot of sort of classic influences really on my comedy and what I find funny. So yeah, I'm, I like classic stuff and I like putting a twist on it. So I suppose it's sort of classic, silly, but with a twist. Mm. Yeah, well, it works and that's what matters, doesn't it? If it gets people <laughs> laughing, that's good. I mean, I I love the two Ronnies and all, all that era and, and Victoria Wood as well. So, um, um, so I, but I was listening to one of your podcasts today and you said you've gone back to swimming. So are you a strong yes. swimmer? I do really like swimming because I'm I'm not a very sporty person generally. Like I can't run. If there was like a zombie apocalypse, I would probably be the first person to get eaten because I just can't be bothered <laughs> with running. It's too stressful. So <laughs> I think, yeah, swimming is is my favourite thing to do. I just find water really calming because I, I live by the sea. Um, and if I can't go to the beach, then I'll go to the swimming pool. And I, I just, I can do lengths of a pull up and down, up and down for what seems like hours. It just really calms me down. I do really, really enjoy swimming. It's just like my calming activity, really. And, apart from and do else. you think about your jokes while you're swimming? Then do you? Is that all going yeah. through your head? It does. Yeah. When you're going up and down, doing lengths of the pull, you get random thoughts come in and out. So sometimes I will get, you know, a really strange idea, and I think, where's that come from? You have to kind of just let your mind drift i think don't you to get your best ideas sometimes and i think yeah when when i swim just doing something repetitive and going up and down it frees up your brain to come up with a lot of weird stuff so yeah i have some some strange ideas actually in, in the pool so so you're mainly a, a pool swimmer you're not one of the open water swimmers in the lakes and seas and rivers and things there's a lot of people just go out with no i'm not that brave no no, I would. It's nice to paddle. No, I, I, could, I couldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> I can go up to my knees on a good day. And then if I'm feeling really brave, I'll put my shoulders under. I'm not one of these people that can like put on a bobble hat and go charging straight in, you know, in the middle of winter and do it. I'm not, you know, I'm not putting on the goose fat and doing that. Um, yeah, I'm a bit of a wuss in comparison to that. No. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Graham, have you got anything that you'd like to ask? Yes, I've listened to um, your phantom sketches, your seagull sketches, and obviously all the, the sea and observational sketches that you've done in your, your podcast. But with something like the seagull sketches, um, what made you do the act, act out the different voices? Um, I've, that is a good question. I mean, I just have these weird voices like, in my head for the different characters, because a lot of it comes from my watch fast too much television and I watched far too much daytime television and I got it really from all those sort of daytime programs that you know like scammed out of all my money and there's there's always someone who's you know been scammed out of something in a really ridiculous way and there's always someone who's a little bit of a donut and you think really you should have seen that coming but I just I just picked up all these voices uh, just sort of randomly I mean I guess the the seagull ones a lot of them are based on sort of like Essex gangs and the Essex boys and you know the craze and all these sort of gangland people that are quite but like with a really threatening undertone it's sort of polite but 
you know, I could also smash your head in if I wanted to. And I, I, I just really enjoyed doing those. I just, I really, I really love that mucking about with it, really. When I'm recording it, like in my room on my own, I just think, thank goodness no one else can hear me doing this right now because they would think I was absolutely mad. But it, it tickles me to do it anyway. Do you, do you think you'd take that further into actual, actual video sketches? I would like to, yeah. I mean, a lot of the reason why it's audio at the moment and the reason why I started the podcast was because with the lockdown and everything, stand-up kind of came to a, a bit of a standstill. Um, Zoom gigs weren't really up and running at that point. And I thought, I need to do something with my comedy. I need an outlet for my writing. I need to do something. So I just thought, right, well, I'll do it as a podcast then and got all my writing together, got a microphone because I thought, right, okay, if we can't go out anywhere, I can do it in my room with a microphone and put sound effects on. And you can be anywhere with that without actually having to go out. So that was the reason why it was mainly sort of audio stuff. I think, yeah, as as time goes on, I would definitely like to go out and, and film some things. I have to get a, a band of people together to film them. But, yeah, I would really like to do that. And um, actually, I was just thinking, do you think you'd just do do it as yourself, but dressed up as the different characters? Yeah, I mean... I guess I could do that. The seagulls would be an interesting one because I don't know how you really dress up as a seagull without a whole load of papier-mâché. I mean, that would be a really, <laughs> really interesting one. So, yeah, who, whoever ends up making the props is going to have a bit of a short straw there. But, yeah, I would I really like to just sort of dress up and, and muck about with it. I think when, when you're dressed, you know, as the person and you get into character and you are that person, I think it, it helps with your performance a lot. So I, I would like to do that, yeah. But yeah, some things are going to be more difficult than others to envisage, yeah. I think. Now, do you think you'll be able to make this as, you know, for the next stage, obviously? from I would like to do that. Yeah, it's more of a long-term thing because, I mean, everything's all a bit up in the air at the moment, isn't it, with Edinburgh and shows going on and are things coming back and when they're coming back. So I, I would like to. I would definitely like to go up to Edinburgh because I ha I haven't this sounds awful I haven't even been yet to see shows I'm a complete like Edinburgh virgin I haven't been before so I'd love to mm -hmm. go and see some shows first and then yeah maybe go and, and do something up there with some sketches because that that would be really really fun so I, I would like to do that in the future now my big bonus question is now if the BBC suddenly came along and said Amber you are the future what do you think you'd do with your well, I know million pounds is not enough to a lot of people, but do you think you'd get by on a million pounds for your, what would it be? Would it be a radio or a TV, let's say, six-part series? Mm, that's a really good question. I think maybe start Remember, with radio. you only get one shot. Yeah. Mm. I was going to say start with radio because then you can progress onto TV, but if it's a one-shot thing, oh, you know, to hell with it. Just go for a TV show straight away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know so, so do you think one million's enough or do you think you go straight for the 10 oh well i don't know making tv a million pounds isn't that much is it i don't know no. so i'd probably get i'd get more from my money if i had a million pounds for a radio show than if i did a tv show to be to be honest anything i'd be quite happy for either of those <laughs> scenarios that's a pretty fortunate situation to be in isn't it so you know i, I I must say, after listening to quite a few of your podcasts, I can de of, the, of the sketches, your sketch comedy, I could easily see it being um, because the quality was that good. Oh, thank you. And the detail of when you're speaking, you know, it's believable. 
Oh, well, thank you. I, d I do try my best. I think I try and put, you know, as much quality into it as possible. Because, you know, when it's, it's, you know, it's like with your podcast, you want people to enjoy listening to it, not just because of the content, but because of the production value of it. And people think, oh, this is really good. I do want to come back and listen again. It's, it's all well and good having, you know, like really funny sketches. But if people can't hear them or you know, if something's not working, then that's always going to be a bit of a barrier to people coming back to listen. So, yeah, I've always tried to put like really good background music in and, you know, funny sound effects in. Sometimes I will spend hours just trying to find the perfect sound effect for something. I think I had a sketch where I had a horse cough and I had to find, <laughs> I had to find the perfect like horse cough and I, it took me ages and ages. And then I think I found one, which I then combined with a horse noise. And when you actually find the perfect noise, it's just amazing. I actually, I burst out laughing hearing this horse cough because I thought, oh my God, that is like a perfect noise. So when you get it, it's absolutely brilliant, but it's it's a bit of an ache sometimes trying to get it right. But when you do it's <laughs> So with um, the lockdowns easing, have you got any gigs actually coming up at the moment? Um, at the moment, I haven't got any live ones booked in as yet. I'm basically waiting to get my second jab. Um, so I get my second jab very, very soon. And I'm going to basically have that. And then I will be all over the place and people will be able to stop me. So I'm just sort of waiting for that at the moment. I'm still doing Zoom gigs, um, still doing podcast recording stuff, um, still writing. Um, but yeah, the live stuff. I'm just waiting a tiny bit longer to get back to that, but I, I definitely will be back to that. And, you know, I'm putting the feelers out for, you know, going back to those shows. Yeah. I definitely think um, Freedom Day, we're not going to be quite as free rightfully, hopefully not, um, as people think. Mm -hmm. But um, I think we still need to tread very cautiously. So I think you're probably very wise there. Um, so how can people follow you? They, they give a shout out for your podcasts and everything that you've got out there. Okay, so the podcast is called the Amber Phillips Comedy Sketchbook. You can get podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and all that. Um, the actual website for it is ambersketchpod.buzzsprout.com. Um, but if you can't remember that, then you can follow me on like all the social media platforms. It's at ambersketchpod on Facebook and Twitter. Um, and I'm on Twitter as well. Like my personal account is at Frantic Typist, which is like my general comedy account. If you Google Amp Phillips Comedy, it will probably come up as well. But basically, I'm on Twitter at Frantic Typist and at Amber Sketchpod. Brilliant. And if anyone wants any help with their writing with sitcom sketches, then um, Amber is more than happy to be employed by you. Um, so <laughs> that would be that's marvellous thank you very much Amber thank you for joining us thank you listeners for listening bye this has been a podcast recording a whole lot of comedy